music, stories, and more, you're listening to RP Radio, a program by Able Arts Work. Welcome back to Heartbeat Radio. In tonight's episode, we interview Jill and Mark, the creators of a podcast known as Coffee, Tea, and Music Therapy Podcast. And here to start them off, here is Brian Porter. First of all, welcome. I'm about to interview Jill and Mark. Can you tell us about what you do and more about your podcast? Okay, sure. And first, just thanks for having us on here. We're really excited to be here. We're, this is our first time being a podcast guest, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, I'm a music therapist, and uh, my husband, Mark, is a marketer, a, a design thinking guy, a, a sound video, kind of all that kind of stuff. And... Um, we just have a passion for spreading the word about music therapy, what it is. And with Mark's creative skills and um, my professional skills in the field, we decided to start a music therapy podcast. And we have been going since September of 2020. I think COVID gave us a spark for creativity and that's when we got it going. The podcast has been really a fun project for us to do together. Uh, And we're both musicians. And we found out early in our marriage that we don't play music well together all the time. (laughs) Jill is very good at certain things that I'm not good at. And that hurts my ego. And then I get frustrated. And um, (laughs) then we start squabbling with each other. So we discovered that we we don't play music well together, but it's kind of fun to do a podcast together. How long have you been doing the podcast? Well, it's it's kind of new. <clears throat> we started back in September and our goal in, um, because we both have full-time jobs or uh, are working out in the field, our goal is to publish once a month. So we've had eight episodes, Mark? Yeah, we've had eight, eight episodes. Uh, the ninth episode was supposed to come out last mm. month. So we're a little behind on the ninth episode, <laughs> but it's coming. <laughs> Yeah, how did you get started? Well, we started because um, we wanted to we wanted to talk to more music therapists, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so we wanted to build something that spoke to music therapy, uh, music therapists, and then also Jill's really passionate about supportive care uh, professions. So she wanted to speak to parents and. Um, Care t- caregivers. caregivers and and other therapists I mean when I think of our different guests and things that we've explored it's to try to be a support system for music therapists for caregivers families and for clients and patients that's kind of our focus and it was a tool for us to learn so something that um, Jill and I are both very excited about all the time is is how can we how can we be better tomorrow than we are today? And the podcast was a vehicle for, to encourage us to read more about music therapy, talk to other people about music therapy, and just learn from those people. So that was kind of how we got started with the podcast or why we got started. Have you ever traveled with your podcast? 
No, but Tim, you're making me want to uh, already figure out how we could do that. We have not yet. and well, it We have a road trip coming up. That's true, which we may incorporate into our podcast. We will incorporate we it will. into our podcast. <laughs> I don't, I don't know will. how we're going to incorporate music therapy into it. We love food as well. So this episode on the road could be dealing more with food and culture. <laughs> we, uh, we can find ways to link things together. Food, music therapy, travel, road trips kids who are sick of road trips we'll, we'll <laughs> bundle it all in do you have a family yeah we have three daughters and we're we're in the art we're in the art gallery right now of our three daughters yeah <laughs> what you see in the background are there different paintings and <laughs> drawings and all sorts of things back there <laughs> any advice on running a podcast um i'll i'll answer and then i think mark will have some things to say as well so my advice would be, if you're going to start a podcast, think through the content and the production. And so I think Mark and I each have split up, you know, I try to find the content who I'm going to interview. I try to set up that part of the organizational process. And Mark is fully the creative editor, producer. Um, it's ideal when you have, depending on how often you want to publish, thinking of how many different hands you need as a part of the project. We're just a two-man thing. So that's why we struggle just to even produce once a month because what we produce, we want to be really good quality. Um, but I think for, for our purposes, we do a good job of balancing what each of our roles are so we don't really step on each other with our roles. Yeah, and so um, I'll use the other side of that coin. So if, if your advice is to have a plan and think through some things. Then on the other side, my my advice is to, once you've spent some time doing that, then just do it. Just ship something, make something, whatever it is, and know that if it's not perfect or if it's not exactly what you envisioned, that's normal and put it out there anyway. Don't wait until it's perfect, just do it. So that's my advice. So true. <laughs> Is this your first podcast? Aaron, for me, it is. This is the first one I've ever done. Uh, but Mark can answer that question as well. So this would be my second podcast because I have another podcast that I do for business and marketing. Where are you located? So we are in Southern California and more specifically, uh, we are east of San Bernardino, west of Palm Springs, the, the actual city we live in. If I can call it a city. <laughs> it is. It's a little more rural for California, but it's Beaumont, California is where we live. I've heard of it, but I've never been there. Cool. Yeah, it, uh, it, it's a nice, it feels a little bit smaller and a little more, I guess rural is maybe extreme of a term, but we're both Minnesotans. So it feels a little closer to home being in Beaumont compared to San Bernardino or LA or something like that. Beaumont. I'm from Northern, I'm from Northern California. Oh, wonderful. I'm from, okay. I'm from, I'm from Oakland. Oakland. Okay. That's awesome. Great. One of my music therapy colleagues just moved to Oakland. That's awesome. Where? Oh, I don't know specifically. I just know they started another branch of Seasons Hospice and he's kind of launching the music therapy part of that program. I just know it's Oakland area. That's as good as I know. <laughs> oh my God, what a coincidence. Yeah. 
What kind of music do you like? So the roots of my my music interests lie in my upbringing in rural Minnesota, which I would say is like 90s country. But then as I continued in uh, just learning music, I am classically trained. I'm a pianist and a flutist. So I also love the world of classical music. And having married a jazzer, I have gr- I've always loved jazz, but I love it in a much different way now that I've gotten to listen to a lot of jazz. And I will let Mark uh, share some more about his type of music. Yeah, so my my snooty music is jazz music, but then my my um, uh, my secret um, guilty pleasure would be seventies and eighties hairband rock music. So. I don't tell people that usually. I just usually just tell them that I like jazz music. And then they think of me better than when I tell them that I like groups like Boston and Sticks. And, and, and as a music therapist and other music therapists there could relate, there is this feeling of like having been classically trained as a musician where you know what type of music is the right kind of music to like. And I still have that. Like as a music therapist, you work with people the whole goal is to figure out their musical interests so you can meet them where they are at musically. And I still like kind of hang my head when I say I love country music. And so I'm working on that because it certain music you'll associate a certain type of person anyway. So yes, we have a varying, varying styles. We had some long discussions when we were getting married because because as a jazzer and then also (laughs) as a classic rock guy i really my i was i was forced to turn up my nose at at uh, country music and uh, so we had to work some things through oh there when we were getting oh married do you have any hobbies we have gotten into hiking in the last few years though we haven't done it for a little while yet but hiking being outside with our kids um i like my girls are real crafters and I, I used to do a lot of knitting and, and uh, so I like doing some of that stuff with my daughters as well. I love to read. Um, yeah. How about you, Mark? Well, um, I would say our together hobby might be cooking. Uh, we oh, really yeah. like to cook together. We like to hike together. We like to travel together. So if we could do more hiking, traveling and cooking, we'd be really happy. <laughs> Uh, so those are our sort of together hobbies, I would say. How long have you been doing music therapy and marketing? Yeah. Um, so for me, I am a relatively young music therapist, even though when you look at the screen, I don't look so young, maybe, (laughs) but I taught middle school band for 15 years. And then in 2018, so just three years ago, I got my, I finished, completed my two years of music therapy equivalency program and, um, and then passed the board exam and started practicing. So 2018, so about three years is pretty short time that I've been a music therapist. I've been in the music field for over 20 years. So Jill and I are both on our second careers, at least. I started out as a music teacher. And I taught choir and band in high schools. And then um, I did some other things between that and becoming a marketer. And I think I, I started my marketing stuff, what, in 2011? So I'd say about 10 years. 
I've been a marketer for about 10 years. And I would say too that um, as a as a kid, you know, thinking of what I want to do when I grow up, um, the thing that I've learned the older that I get is there's really no arrival point that um, we're always on this journey. And I feel like I, as soon as I'm, I'm settled and feel like I've gotten where I need to be, that's when I know something's going to shake up and move me somewhere else. You know, that's kind of been the story of our lives anyway, our journey so far. Yeah, I would say the same thing that uh, uh, we've never really settled on a career. We just keep doing different things. I think what Presky is trying to ask is, what kind of movies do you like? We love watching movies together, and COVID has maybe increased that love for watching movies. Um, but we actually just watched. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you love movies too, Christy? Yeah. Yeah, we love. We watched last night Cruella. Have you heard of that movie? So good. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. like I like some romantic comedies. I'm I'm kind of one of those hopeless romantics. Um I like that's the main <laughs> kind that I like romantic comedies and a little bit of action. Mark, you can then speak to your love for action movies. Yeah, we kind of fit the sort of boring stereotypical um male female movie uh, genres where Jill likes romantic comedies and, and maybe some drama. And, yeah, drama. Yep. And I like action movies and Lord Marvel. of the Rings and Star Wars and all that kind of stuff. But like so, Harry Potter, we both love Harry Potter and that's a not a romantic mix. comedy. Yeah, no, it's not a romantic. There is that is a good story. It. I like good stories. I don't just need shoot them up type. Right. Action movies. Where, where we sort of, I mean, I just like movies that have great storytelling and great actors. So <laughs> one, of my, uh, one of my problems is that I will criticize a romantic comedy with bad acting, but then I'll watch a science fiction movie that is terrible, but I'll love it. Uh, so I'm, I'm a, a little bit of a hypocrite when it comes to that kind of stuff. Now this is going back to Heike. The question about hiking. Where oh. did where did you what do you hike at? So we have a while back we had a goal of hiking the you know the six peaks of California. So far we've done two of them. We've done Mount Wilson and Mount Baldy. We're really a lot more talk than we are action <laughs> when it comes to hiking. But we've done some hikes around like uh, Joshua Tree. There's Ryan. Ryan Mountain, I think it's called, and Strawberry Peak is one we've done. We love to get to the top of a, a mountain if possible. So we, we've done some of the bigger hikes, but um, yeah, those are some of them. Last year, I wrestled a bear on a hike. Oh, there's yeah? A, yeah, there's a YouTube video. <laughs> well, wrestled I, I or... I had to save Jill from a bear. And... No, not really. But there was a bear on the trail. It was an adolescent bear. Not a baby, but not a big one. It didn't raise its big bear. It didn't raise its, you know, front paws or anything, but it still was scary on a on a definite like narrow path 
where it, there was no getting off me. the path. It did bite him. How close did that come to you guys? Well, it actually did bite me. So <laughs> it was pretty close. It took a nibble I, on the bottom of his leg. It was a bite. It was, it, are you, are you serious? Yep. <laughs> it really did. So it was coming behind us, or we were heading back down the mountain. This was Mount Wilson. I love that we get to tell this story. He a finds podcast. a way to weave it in any, anywhere, <laughs> but we're going down the mountain and I just hear Mark say, um, Jill, you should turn around. So I turn around knowing something's happening, but the trail was, it was narrow. Only one person at a time. You couldn't pass on the trail. So I just got to the nearest tree and went up against the tree and Mark just sort of stopped and the bear <laughs> didn't pass by him. It just sniffed him and just kind of bit on his leg. I need to, I, I forgot to read the, uh, what to do when you encounter a bear manual. I did everything wrong and, uh, but we, we survived. We did. And then next thing I know, Mark just starts screaming really, really loud. And it made the bear just look at him and then come towards me. I think the bear bit me and then I started screaming at it and oh it, it decided that I wasn't worth it. So it walked off. It didn't get me. It came near to me. Because I saved Jill. He, really, he didn't, the thing is. I wouldn't let it yeah, bite Once it left him, then it was kind of heading back up the trail. And I tried to yell at it a little bit. It looked towards me and didn't really pursue me. It just kind of kept going on the trail. I was a little off on a tree. I was trying to get away from the trail. But the whole way down the mountain, all we kept thinking was, where is the mother bear? Because this bear was not a cub, but it was not a full-grown bear. We never did see another one, but it was pretty scary. But it made for a great YouTube video. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Nice to meet all of you. Aaron. Bye, Christy. Bye, Tim. Nice meeting you. I hope you enjoyed this installment of Artbeat Radio. For more information, please go to our website,